0: just watched the second episode of season seven game of thrones the episode is called stormborn and from the very beginning to the very end it was shock moments it was shock value and i think that the story was moved ahead moved well and there is a lot that they put in this episode so what did you think guys about the first episode that was an emotional episode i know there was the
1: big things that happened towards the end but what really got me was Daenerys conversation with Vyres as she is just essentially ripping him a new one why you know, what happened why were you loyal to Robert who gave the order to kill me and uh, I thought Varys did an amazing job just like saying you know my loyalty is not to a king or queen but to the people and I just thought that really resonated with her and just within the climate we're in right now just saying that he's like loyal to the people I thought that was a big deal
2: yes Okay, for me, I am just in shock right now over the ending of the episode yeah i'm I'm kind of a little bit confused honestly so I know that the two sands two out of the three sand snakes are dead uh, possibly three you know we don't really know right. about the third. but what is the status of Yara right what what happened with her at the end like he, they didn't show him killing her, but are we supposed to assume that he did or and- is it possible that he took her as a prisoner?
1: Well, I remember in are... the last episode, Euron was uh, promising Cersei a gift. So, if he's well, got Alaria the... Sand or Alaria Martell and Yara Greyjoy, that's a pretty good gift. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, it it clicked as the scene was developing that uh, the gift was Alaria because she's the one who killed Marcella. So obviously, Cersei yeah. would find that gift that to be a, you know the best gift of all, Gift of all. This is right. the woman who murdered her daughter. So that made sense, even though when we were discussing it in the prior podcasts, uh, none of us thought of Alaria as being right. the gift. You know, we were all thinking, oh, Tyrion or, you know. It's so funny. Yeah, I else. thought
1: Tyrion too. And as I was reading this other people's opinions throughout the week, other people had mentioned the Martells also, Alaria Martell. So I was like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I definitely didn't think about it. But besides that, other scenes that I thought were amazing that I just can't stop thinking about right now are... Arya, everything with her yeah. uh the fact that she she ran into hot pie again which was awesome i love, I love that, that scene i feel and like he's the- my
1: my uh game of thrones character if i was in the universe <laughs> of game of thrones i would be hot pie you <laughs> would be Hot Pie. absolutely 100 <laughs> percent.
2: yeah that was that was a great <laughs> scene and then also of course nymeria reunited yes. that we was just so sad talked about this I just thought it was funny because we just talked about this and we spent a decent amount of time talking about it in the last episode and then it actually happens, which I really wasn't expecting this soon into the season. Did you think,
1: what, what what did you hear her say to Nymeria as she walked away?
2: She said, that's not you. That's not you. And that was an allusion to, in the first season, Ned is having, her father's having a conversation with her about her future right and how oh one day you're you know you're gonna settle down with a nice you know lord and you're gonna have beautiful kids and you're gonna wear beautiful dresses and she says to him that's not me and so that is what that line in this episode was
0: oh so you have now made that clear because i had no idea what that meant because so now I, I get it yeah okay I thought so that's the not you. Online, I thought she
1: was saying oh this isn't Nymeria. maybe this is ghost or something because oh, oh, no. her dire wolf turned really white so I was like, oh is this actually ghost but no
0: it's Nymeria. but yeah
2: that because
0: was on that. Twitter on Twitter everyone thought that the dog had rejected Syria. That's, that That was the consensus on Twitter. But I didn't feel that that, that, that had happened. So now, I think your point right. of view is is a more. She doesn't more.
1: want to be domesticated. She, she, the wolf is doing exactly what Arya has been doing. She's a lone exactly. wolf.
2: Right, so the way I saw it was that she was going down south to King's Landing with her plan to kill Cersei and whatnot. And then she has this scene with Hot Pie which totally changes her mind, and she's yeah. like, she realizes for the first time, which we we didn't know that she was unaware uh, of the fact that Jon is now in charge of Winterfell, and she essentially is able to go home. Like, she finally can go home to Winterfell, and she knows that her family is there. And so you think that that's where she's going, but then they throw in this scene with, with Nymeria yeah. that, to me, indicated that she... Was going to turn back south, or I at least anticipate in the next few episodes that she's, because of that scene, that she's going to go continue on her lone wolf mission well, a uh, to go take to King's on that. Landing. I,
1: th- I think she's going to continue going north, but she'll be disappointed. You know, she doesn't know now. She just found out John is king of the north, but what she doesn't know is John is just now leaving the north. She's going up there. She's gonna if she gets there, she's gonna find Sansa, who's. We mentioned before, she's never gotten along with. I can't imagine that would just all of a sudden start now. So I think the disappointment, she'll never, she'll get to Winterfell and she still won't feel home.
0: So we, I think, well, we're already wrong because last episode, I said anyway, that Arya was going to be the lone wolf throughout the whole season. And she didn't want to meet up with her family. But to see her enthusiasm and her willingness to do that, I think that next episode she will meet up with him, and so as far as what's going to happen next, I have no idea with Arya. Remember, Arya has a particular affection for John. John was
1: always kind of the outsider of the family, and Arya kind of saw herself that way. And another connection between the two of them: John gifted her needle. Her her trusted sword is a direct gift from John. So they have they're essentially the strongest connection among the siblings, at least for John. Well, he was close with Rob. That's true. Of the ones who are still alive,
2: I don't know. For I, I, disagree with both of you guys. I think that the "that's not you" was sort of, hmm. kind of like okay, she ran into Hot Pie and he he tells her about her family, and for a, a hot minute, she gets off track of her goal of going to King's Landing, and she's like, "Never mind, I'm gonna you know go back go back home to Winterfell because the I hot can." Pie minute and minute. then <laughs> yes, exactly. And then uh, the the Nymeria, scene kind of brought her back onto her path because it kind of reminded her that
1: she is a lone wolf.
2: That's not you. You're, you're, you know, the life that your family had set for you, that's not necessarily you and you should continue on, you know, the road that you have been on. So I'm kind of expecting in the next episode that she returns to her prior goal, but that's just,
0: well, well, if she does that, I would be really sad because her, uh, the way she responded, like, You know, even her facial like like I was I was looking at her facial movements, and I mean, she she really felt joy on the inside of her, and that led me to a whole set of new possibilities that Arya and John could have together, um, including kind of Arya saying, "Hey Sansa is Sansa should be more in your court. Why is she kind of opposing you so much?" Yeah, we'll see. I think Arya needs to team up with John. Yeah. Uh Uh huh.
2: Well, we'll find out next episode.
0: So, guys, look, let's start from the top because this show had a lot in it, and to just to get through it, because as far as my drop the mic moment, I couldn't identify any particular one because it went from one incredible scene to the next, beginning with the opening scene, which I saw as it being a total change in Daenerys' environment, meaning that the scene was dark, it was raining, rain is the opposite of fire. The clothes she had on were more like something out of, it was sinister, it was Doctor Doom, slash something that uh, an enemy of the X-Men would wear. (laughs) She immediately became fixated on Various in a very unnerving kind of I'm coming at you way and it took everything Various had all of his knowledge, intelligence and way to maneuver and situations like that to even answer her and so I thought that this is foreboding to where she is going to go in the future so the opening scene is her inside of her cave right. it looks like the back in her, cave. In
1: her console in it her in, in drag- her war yeah, council room yeah the yeah. the painted the painted wooden carved
2: so what i uh-huh. thought was was interesting about that scene is because a couple episodes ago you guys put the idea into my head which i had never thought of before of the fact that ha how interesting it would be if if something happens with Daenerys' this season and she doesn't end up being the protagonist that saves the world. You know, what if yeah. she ends up going crazy like her dad? And right. and for some reason, this scene I kept thinking about that the whole time because she she just seemed like a little bit off and different. She almost seemed a little bit paranoid.
1: What do you think her uh, angle so- was? So she brought up her brother. Viserys would have already. She, the first thing she said was Viserys would have already tried to conquer if the Seven Kingdoms if. He had what she had. Is that kind of what you mean?
2: I, I just meant the way that she came attacking uh, Varys. Mm. Uh, she just seemed a little bit, I don't know, she didn't seem regal and happy and pleasant like she did all the other seasons when she's Bingo. over at Essos. She seemed, she seemed paranoid. Like, I, I thought almost it, it was showing that she might be developing into her father and... I don't know. It was just a little bit weird. You know, she was very stern. Uh, She did choose an odd
1: moment to turn on, on Varys. It was just kind of random. Varys has been with her presumably now for months, maybe years. We don't know how long it's been. She chose this moment to kind of, you know, question him and, you know, ask, you know, what happened? Why, why didn't they take care of this before?
2: The fun fact, this actually was the first scene that they ever spoke to each other. Her and Varys, the two characters, have never had a scene together because when Varys came over to Essos, when right. he escaped King's Landing and came over to her, she was gone because she she was uh, off with right. the Dothraki the because she had been kidnapped by them. So they never actually had any sort of scene where they had a conversation. This really was the first one. So I thought it was a little bit odd the way they kind of oh now is the time that she yeah. suddenly comes at him when they've been traveling together this whole time but I feel like the show just didn't really know where to put that scene until this season so it almost that is, was kind of a long awaited scene and
1: almost they use that scene to sh- kind of give her a little bit more of her humanity because it, it showed that you know she can still be swayed by a good argument and the argument right. was that she's a queen not of ashes but of the people you know, people that she, yes, she will rule, but people that, you know, she cares about. Um, and that's one way she's trying to be different from her brother and her father and all her ancestors before her. The, the people are a very important component of it. And I thought it was pretty gutsy for Varys to say, to her face, I, my ultimate loyalty is not with you. Could you imagine right. any of the other kings and queens in this universe that we've seen over the past six seasons, six, seven seasons to that have been said to, they would have been beheaded right. instantly.
2: Yeah, Right. And I think she respected him for that. I think yeah. his response was he had a perfect response to, you know, she's coming at him hard and everyone's like, ooh, she's burning Paris." You know, what is he going to say? But he comes right back at her and he's got a really great argument and I thought he handled that really well and she recognized that and she respected him for it.
1: And her response too is great. If you ever think I'm failing the people, you know, tell
2: me, Tell me. Face. you should look
1: me in the eye and talk to me about it and not... Yeah you know, plot against me because that's what this whole, this whole story is about plotting against those in power. That's what this whole series is about. And she wants to essentially, if you will break that chain.
0: Right. But, I'm disappointed in the way that her character is evolving because if you look at her lair, which I'm going to call it, it looks like Mordor, you know, and, and um, it is—it's a very dark yeah, very dark, very hard, sharp lines, nothing soft. It's just a. When we first saw Daenerys um, when she was conquering. Everywhere she went, it was a lot of sunlight. She wore basically sundresses or kind of flowing material this material she has is very hard it's very yeah. is it looks as if she is dressing as the prince of darkness it's and, also
1: also winter is descending and war is about to right. uh, come upon the land too so that
2: yeah, I've noticed that change in almost all of the characters. Well, Cersei kind of makes sense because yeah. she's pure evil, so she's started almost exclusively wearing black at the beginning of the Sansa's show. She's wearing wear, dark colors now. Right, Sansa's wearing black. Kind Lady of every Elena. single character. Yeah. Every single character has started wearing black recently. So, um, I'm. I'd like to think uh, that it's just because every other character is because they're trying to symbolize, you know, the end and war and dark times and whatnot. So I hope it's not because she's actually becoming evil, but we'll see.
0: The next scene we have is actually Anarius and her crew gets messages that Melisandre is Melisandre. here, and she meets okay. with him on the outer court of Mordor, which I'm going to call it <laughs> outer court of That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even seen
1: at court. She was in an outer room, is that right? Do I have uh-huh. that right? Yeah, she they, wasn't even they had to
2: leave the room in. to
0: meet her, yes. Yeah, that. I think
2: it was kind of like, oh, she knocked at the door and they went to go answer it. That's kind of what it looked
0: like. Uh-huh.
2: But, uh, yeah, so she essentially came in and she starts talking about Azor High, you know, the prince that was promised, which we discussed a little bit in depth yeah. uh, during the last podcast. So and they kind of answered, they kind of answered in this one scene a question that all the book readers have been yeah. talking about for years now. Uh everyone has been using the fact that it's the word prince, prince as some sort of argument for why it can't be a Daenerys, but they just knock that down in this episode by saying, Oh, Hey, it's so funny. Wait like
1: all of a sudden we're talking about Valerian translations. it, it, it I, I'm glad that they cleared the, the confusion on that, but it seemed a little bit unnatural, the scene, but I'm glad Miss Sandy brought it up.
0: It did seem unnatural for someone like me who didn't read the book. I'm thinking it just seemed like it was like inserted there. Like we had, we have to do this. Sandy's
1: and
2: a star
0: of this episode.
2: The that the prince that was promised. Apparently she's now putting her, her hopes into Daenerys. This is who she thinks now is yeah. or Daenerys in conjunction with Jon Snow. So this is kind of what the book reader yeah, is.
1: Jon Snow cast her out and she still that's how firmly she believes Jon has something to do with this. She still has faith that in what him. she's seen in him right. that's what the uh
2: Right. So this is a big theory that people have been kind of thinking for a while like is it Jon Snow or is it Daenerys? And so the fact that it's kind of a combination of them, which we sort of discussed as a possibility the last time, yeah. Yes. I th- it's kind of it's kind of every- the the pieces of the puzzle are kind of coming together and uh, I think that yeah, that that's pretty much the answer that I theorized the, the last episode is that it was going to be kind of both of them would have parts to play in the whole prince that was promised prophecy. So
1: so, Daenerys tells Tyrion to write to him, to make an alliance, but she demands that Jon bend
0: the knee. That's going to be interesting. Hey, the mental note when I heard that is that Daenerys, to me, sounds like a person already descending mentally into an abyss, and she's trying to sound normal. But her comments are starting to come out kind of awkward. Her true character people are starting to out. notice. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: You think power has kind of slowly gotten to her, and she's becoming a little bit hardened. Just from all... Think of all the death she's seen, all the destruction, all the... You know, she. it just seems like she's becoming a little bit hardened. And maybe also that it's not shaping up to be what she thought. You know, she thought... Uh, you, know, you know, like you said, her whole dark lair. I mean, it's raining outside. It's foreboding. And maybe she just yeah. doesn't have this feeling of joy that she thought she would have coming to Westeros you know she was looking forward to this you know this time her whole life up until now and now that it's finally here maybe she feels a little bit off about it I'm not sure
1: yeah remember year uh, well seasons back she said to Tyrion that she is not going to she wasn't going back to Westeros to establish a new house or just like be a part of the new system she was gonna she said quote she's going to smash the wheel Meaning, she's going to wipe out the system that's in place. Mm-hmm. She's coming back to this to Westeros now. Maybe she still has that in mind, but she's using these alliances. And they talk about that, you know, later on in the episode when we talk about War Council. But she's definitely using the political system that's in place to try to accumulate power, including asking mm-hmm. Jon to come and bend the knee. That is, right. that is part of the system that we had in place. And you know, All we right. didn't mention this at the beginning. But we talked about Storm, and, you know, I thought it was really cool. The name of the episode is Stormborn. You know, Tyrion mentions that it was a, a night just like this one, you know, that she was born. Um, mm-hmm. Just the parallels with that I thought it was really cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. So, I guess maybe we should move on from the Daenerys thing to the next scene.
0: Winterfell? Well, I want, well, I want, to, say one, well, I want to say one more thing about Daenerys, and that... Um, Part of the reason why this episode kinda has me down for, for reasons we'll get into later. <laughs> but I'm really disappointed in the in the direction she's taking. Um I, I'm I'm disappointed in her, her her lack of being patient. I'm disappointed in her lack of What do you mean she's not being patient? What what about She said she said if someone else had been king they would have they would have invaded by now. I think she's um, making she, a point about she, how, you know, patient she is because of that. She's making that point that she is patient. She's also said that she thought there would be a better welcoming here. Remember that comment?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. yeah and what I meant. that's weird, and, She already
1: has armies at her back from Westeros.
0: And and she's listening to the <laughs> to the Lady of Thorns saying, "Um, you you are a dragon. Don't listen to clever men." And she's like, she didn't refute that. She just she smirked know, at it. Yeah. Uh huh. So I'm I'm disappointed in the direction she's taking. Radio I thought that she I was. was blood. I thought she was very wise up until this point, um, and every move she made was very wise. And I'm thinking that she is wisdom. Wisdom is no longer steering her, but her image of herself being this great fire, you know, fire breathing kind of Targaryen is taking over and guiding is guiding her direction versus. Really having all right. Well,
2: go I, ahead. I, <laughs> no, yeah. I just I I feel like we haven't seen yet what she's actually going to do. Like we don't know if she's going to agree with Tyrion and do it that way, or if she's going to agree with Olena and do it that way. because she, she hasn't you done know. anything yet. So how can we? We can't really say yet that we don't. You know that she's not being wise about her decisions because she hasn't made any yet. You know she hasn't. These are all the preemptive planning and discussion, but we don't really know is she going to take what oletta said to heart and and do it that way or is she going to continue with her prior plan honestly honestly
1: when i saw that scene i kind of thought of and to you know no offense to all our wonderful listeners from you know the generations before us but when you see someone who's younger an adult who's younger talking to an, an elder, you know, and they have respect for the elder. So they just kind of smile and nod, even if they disagree. I kind of saw some of that. You know, they were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, grandma, like, uh-huh.
0: Like, you know what I mean? They're like listening, right. but she I has mean, her own plan. The only, it, prob- the only problem with that assessment is is that they took a lot of screen time filming that. And that was yeah. – uh, they, they highlighted that. So they didn't highlight that for her to just – take that advice and kind of not go with it that there was a reason why they highlighted that particular they separated themselves she said I have something to tell you and that became a focal point that was a focal point of conversation I mean it could be a
1: focal point because that later on will be a breaking point between the two of them that could be another reason
2: yeah, I think I, what I see happening is we know from the previews of the season that she goes along with the plan that she outlined with Tyrion because we saw the unsullied break, you know, breaking through the gates of Casterly Rock. So That's why I don't adjust- look at
0: previews because I, I don't want, I, I, I just want to look at previews because they could, they, they could mislead you, you know, or, or you don't quite know what those previews mean. That's yeah. Point. Well, I, well, uh, I mean, because, it, I, because I feel how how is she going to react when the first part of her plan already went awry? The first part of her plan, when, what, you know...
2: What part of her plan went awry?
0: Part of the plan where they're sending the sand snakes and... Oh,
2: right. Duh.
0: Uh-huh. The yes. first part of the plan already went awry, and they've already been defeated. Cersei, Cersei has dominated the first move. How do you yeah. think she's going to react when she hears that?
2: Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. That is going to be... You're right. The, the fact that they showed the Olenna scene... Probably is going to be like, all right, we tried it Tyrion's way and it failed. And then this might turn her into the whole, oh, I'm going to be a dragon now because doing it That's the true. Yeah, right I way. That point. That, it could be that.
0: All right. So this leads us to the next scene where we have Jon Snow at Winterfell and he's talking with Sir Davos Seaworth and his sister Sansa. Mm-hmm. And he had just gotten a letter from Daenerys saying that the, the letter basically said was Cersei cannot win. I need to I need you to join and meet up with me so we can basically talk. Right. So 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 they're discussing the the pros and cons of, of Jon Snow going. And of course Sansa is totally against it, but Jon Snow is considering it. Isn't it interesting? This happens again, like they're having
1: this conversation, John and Sansa in private, even with Sir Davos, that's fine. Like the leadership is having this hashing out and they disagree. And uh so I guess Sansa says, no, you need to stay here. Uh, and she gives the reasons. And the Onion Knight, Knight, who's been around, uh, Davos Seaworth, he's like, no, we got to keep moving.
2: The later part of the scene, which is at towards the end of the episode, where they actually discuss this in front of all their bannermen, that's kind of the important scene. Yeah. Uh, well, they do discuss
1: where- Tyrion in this scene when, you know, Sansa seems to have mixed feelings about Tyrion. She says that he was good to her, which is good to hear her say. She was kind was, to him, but he can't be trusted
0: but sir Davos also said that the, it's smart because they are going to need dragon glass to defeat their, their their enemy and their dragons have fire which could possibly defeat the white first
1: ones who mentioned now hey dragons means fire which means hey
0: so then the third so so so, so then the next scene we go into Cersei herself with uh jamie lannister and they're talking with the different lords of westeros and we see uh the primary lord there who is um i believe tarly's father yes that is lord sam's father tarly uh,
2: yeah he's tarly as well
0: randall tarly randall tarly. uh-huh and they're oh, basically Pornhill. yeah cersei's cersei's basically saying to them listen we need you um denarius is bad she's she's already done a lot of crazy stuff over there and now she's over here so uh what do you guys think of this scene
2: uh i think the point of this scene was to show well first of all it's really clear now that randall tarley is going to have a big part to play right before yes. before this we only knew him as oh sam has a father and his you know he's his father is a bannerman of the tyrells and that's all we really need to know about him besides the fact that he's a dick to his son. Right. So, but now, now that he's apparently being considered to be quote unquote warden of the south, you know, if he supports the Lannisters, they're showing him. They needed, they needed a face to right. to be someone that was with the Lannisters because. Ever since the yeah, end of last else. season, when the Lannisters murdered everyone, uh, there was really no one in King's Landing that was with the Lannisters besides just them, Jamie and Cersei. So they kind of needed to introduce a face to represent someone who's you know supporting them or fighting for them. So I guess it's going to be Randall Tarly. And also so he's makes sense play.
1: that uh, Randall Tarly kind of would be taking up you know the vacuum of power. That it's just Lady Olenna kind of you know the house uh, tyrell oh no is that right yeah Cut this. Tyre- yeah it's just I mean- lady olenna or it's just lady olenna who's in charge of house tyrell that's i mean she's tough as nails she's tough as thorns but you know uh lord tarley is you know he met it was mentioned in that very scene that he was the only uh commander to actually beat robert um uh, right. in the war right well I find is it a little bit odd that
2: he's there because, I mean, he's not a Lannister yeah. bannerman. He's a Tyrell bannerman. So why is he there to begin with? He should be off with Daenerys and Lady Olenna. Yeah, well, but... if,
1: if Lady Olenna called her banners to Daenerys, maybe he rejected that. So he fought for Rhaegar. And then now you know, his lady is saying, "Your ban- you know, we're going to fight for Daenerys, Rhaegar's sister. And he hasn't come. So
2: what's, right. what's It, up do- with it that? doesn't That's make sense. I feel like they just kinda needed someone <laughs> and they threw him in
1: there. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they tried to explain it in in the next scene when Jamie was talking with him one on one and Jamie kind of said he well, he basically said, I'm with the I'm with the Tyrells. And Jamie said, Yes, but the Tyrells have brought the Dothraki to our shore, these these foreigners to our shore, playing up on the immigration sphere. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jamie and then was- Jamie huh, and, th- and then and then Jamie attended to his ego and said, Listen, if we do this, you can have a lot more than what you have now. You could be basically warden of the complete South. Right. We're giving you all this land and title, as they say in all these movies, give you land and title. So um I wanna point out something interesting though during the scene. Jamie is in full Lannister gear. Normally he's either in King's Guard gear or well, he's 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 in King's Guard in f-
1: gear anymore. He was he was dismissed yes. from the King's Guard.
0: But I'm saying that now he's in full when, when he met with him, he, he's almost like he he has all of his armor on if you if you were to go back and see it. I mean he has the breastplate, he has the shoulder pads, he has the elbow pads, the whole the whole gear. he's in full battle gear um for this meeting as if to show that he's almost I think he's almost trying to take the place of his father like i am I am the full. I represent House Lannister now yeah. in full.
1: Not only that, yeah. he's missing a hand, so you may be compensating. Hey, he's drawing deflecting attention <laughs> away from the fact that he's only got a single hand.
2: <laughs> Interesting theory. <laughs> yeah, I think you know now he's a Lannister man through and through. There might have been doubts for him before, but I mean, he he ha- he knows that he's all sorts he has right now. So who do you think I Randall
1: think- Tarley will actually? You know, be. Loyal I think to- I
2: think he's I think he's going to be loyal to the Lannisters because they. Well, I f- I feel like that was the point of the scene was to introduce their the fact that they've got some people on their side. And you know? for the
1: point of a story, he's nasty enough. We we right. think so lowly of him that he'd be the perfect person to stick on their right, side. Exactly,
2: and then obviously so Ned- there's the whole him versus his son thing. So if his uh-huh. son,
0: I was going to bring that up. Yes.
2: Right. Yeah. If if his son is attached to John, who's now going to be attached to Daenerys obviously it would make sense for his father uh, who's now his enemy did to he even be notice that
0: him. the family sword is gone
2: there was no mention of that no in this episode yeah
0: well he wasn't in full battle gear like Jamie was so maybe he didn't see it yet
2: <laughs> yeah. well,
0: that's true <laughs> <laughs> Jamie was like ready to fight right now. So this this leads us into the next scene where we have Sir Jorah and hey, the. One second, if you don't mind cutting. Yes, it. there's
1: one thing we did miss that did happen in the Red Keep. Uh, I can I can just ask a question. What did you guys think of Kyburn? Uh, you know his oh, solution, yes. his proposed solution to the dragon problem. I yeah. thought it was very short sighted. Yeah, it could bust a skull, but how are you? I,
2: I think I think the fact that that scene even happened, and the fact that they're showing, oh, we're developing weapons against a dragon, there will be a dragon death, for sure. Like, w- like there's no, there's no that question. That makes me sad.
1: That's like, that makes me sadder than any one of these characters dying.
2: Yeah.
0: They're preparing us to say that it's not going to go like before, where, where the Tagarian came in with three dragons and took over the Seven Kingdoms. It was like a clean battle and that was it. I'm sensing that there's going to be a lot of havoc, meaning that First of all, Daenerys may not be the right person for the throne, and we may end up rooting for Cersei to to defeat Daenerys because she's gotten so loony with with power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our next scene is we have Sir Jorah who is at at the Citadel, and he's basically getting his um his verdict of, uh, death you shall die. Where they're saying that it's going to take about ten years for him to die, but he'll lose his mind in six months, and because he is a prince of some sort no he's a he, he's an anointed knight anointed knight he will have one day to kind of think about it versus uh a commoner where he would be kicked out immediately so he's being I, said hey kill
1: yourself now or we're shipping you off tomorrow yeah
2: right exactly that's what i thought the one day was sort of implying that hey we'll give you one day to uh end things on you know on your own terms as opposed to us chipping you off, and you ending things, uh, you know, by becoming a stone man. So,
0: and we have my favorite character in the Game of Thrones, Sir Sam Tarly, coming up. Yes, would you say Diana?
2: Samuel Tarly.
0: Samuel Tarly.
2: It? Yes,
0: <laughs> that's my man, Sam the Slayer.
2: <laughs>
0: the only one to slay, a, to slay a thin and a White Walker. Sorry. So hey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you got like so not impressed by that, but anyway, um, I li- I just like this Sam learning who he is. It's like
1: Mormon. Right? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That that sure. pretty much was uh, I guess the point of the scene, kind of just Jorah finding out his fate, because uh, and then later in the episode, obviously he actually tries to save him.
0: Yeah. On social media, everyone was totally grossed out. Oh my gosh! About the about this and they said it was going to hurt anyway you guys i'll let you guys go for it uh, Oh it was, God. It i was don't know disgusting. i don't
1: remember reading the books about any of these any treatments about grayscale but that was that was disgusting dreadful i yeah i, I just
2: for I some reason i always thought i always thought grayscale it was kind of like your skin dries out so it it kind of beca- you know, yeah you become a stone man you know it's kind of stone so right. you're still just Skin just kind of like dries out and becomes hardened, almost like a callus. So the fact that they decided to introduce this pus or whatever it was yeah. that was underneath, like that was just disgusting. Well,
1: I mean, that was amazing. Let's let's be honest. That was amazing. That was just um incredible television, and the proof is the reaction. People are you talking I mean? about just it. Like. Yeah. Oh my I personally
2: couldn't watch it. I literally couldn't watch it. I had my hand covering my eyes during that whole <laughs> scene in the TV because it was so disgusting.
0: Well, did you see the transition from the from the from the pus to the soup? Yes,
2: that was gross. Oh was man, oh di- that was gross. Oh, that was that was disgusting.
1: That was, that was well, delicious.
0: Well, I know we just talked about this, but there's something I want to say about right after right after that they showed the the kind of the armor-piercing kind of weapon that. That they're working on, and the only problem I have with this scene is that people have been for century for people have been for years or centuries, or whatever, they're trying to make a, a a weapon that shoots spears so fast and long. The only problem with that is that it's such, it's creates such a hard tension that it's so hard to reload. So I wonder how they're going to handle that if there was if there were any kind of battle. Well, you're know probably what I
1: mean? going to have to build, you know, hundreds of these devices. So, you know, if you offset, you know, when one, each one shoots, you could always have a few ready to go at any moment. That's what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, I sort of saw it as a prototype, and right. uh, they would be able to produce multiple of them and perfect them, and then train people uh, in. Man. Let's art give them some them. credit.
1: They blew up the Sept of Baelor.
2: Right. Baylor. And then also, they killed dragons. In, and this is another reason why I'm so 100%, especially after this episode, that at least one of, of the dragons will die. is because in, in uh, Aegon's War, the dragons were defeated. I mean, not the one of them survived, but the other two were killed in the war. So it kind of makes sense that the same would happen to daenerys yeah. with her dragons so if they were killed before uh, they could do it again
0: so uh this so so now let's go into the next scene because the next scene is kind of complicated um with the different personalities so you have okay let me let me set the next scene. the next scene we're back at dragonstone and we are we are in the war council room of Mordor, which I like to call it now. <laughs> and and we have um the scene opens up with Cut. Daenerys and actually it opens up with Yara Greyjoy and she's basically saying that we should just invade now, take it down, the city will fall. We have the dragons, we have the ships, we have the manpower. What are we what are we waiting for? So what do you what are you guys' thoughts on that and and, and and thoughts on Tyrion being um not for that not, not for that confrontation. I mean I just thought
2: it was a typical Greyjoy. It was it was a yeah. typical uh what's what's her what are her people called? Ironborn. Yeah. It was a typical Ironborn thing, like let's just go in there and fight them and get you know, Yara Yara Greyjoy doesn't seem like the whole oh, let's take things slow and right you know, compromise it, the, talk with them, whatever. No, she just wants to go in like typical Ironborn and kill everyone and get it done.
1: Well, something to be said for the Ironborn, yes, they're, let's say they're the fiercest, they command the waters, they kill a lot of people, they're the best at killing. But they haven't really won anything, so I think no, Tyrion is smart to say, you know, let's try a different approach. The blood-first approach may not work. And he was so smart to think that, the lords of Westeros would use the fact that they're using foreign armies on their soil against them. Tyrion foresaw that. That's the first thing Jamie said to Randall Tarly. And that's the first thing that Tyrion came up with and said, hey, this may not be the best way, course of action, because again, we need the people at our backs. So we need the people of Westeros to love us. That's not going to happen with the army of Unsullied and Crazy uh, Dothraki.
0: Yeah. No, but I'm now that I see where where kind of where where this went. I'm for Yar plan. To be honest with you, great because the the more time you give Cersei to work and to do things, the more time that the the stronger she gets.
1: And Um, how often have you seen a siege actually work where you starve them out and they?
2: Yeah, that seems really long and drawn out, and I don't know. And the, I don't think that's a good idea. I just feel like they should go in there and just burn Cersei, and then just deal with it. I mean, realistically, that Cersei's their only one enemy, because I mean, they're gonna well, ally Jamie themselves also,
1: with. Well, Jaime also until
2: Jamie Well, the up. the Lannisters, I mean, Right. because they're they're about to create an alliance with the North. Well,
1: the Tarleys also once, now we're seeing, but yeah.
0: Once again, we have everyone dressed in dark gray. Everyone has dark colors. Yeah. Everything war colors. seems to be dour. And I'm just thinking, this just can't be successful. There isn't a successful mode or mood or, or anything. It's it just like, even the war table, the war table just seems like some big, dank plank that they grab from the ocean, you know?
1: what do you think of the and, idea that the unsullied. Would specifically be reserved to go after Casterly Rock. Uh, it seemed like Tyrion particularly loved that.
2: So, in prior seasons, Tyrion had talked about how, when he was younger at Casterly Rock, his dad had put him in charge of the sewage system there to try to teach him how. Oh, you you know you want to learn how to rule? You know here right. you can uh, you be in charge of the. So, this is how he. At least this is how, what people have been saying that they think is going to happen. That he's going to use that to his advantage. Right. He was really you know, good at it too. Against,
1: he was very right. proud of the work he did.
2: Right. Exactly. So he knows those, and he, they. The fact that they took the time in that episode of—I'm not sure if it was last season or the season before or whatever—but the fact that they took the time to have a scene where Tyrion explains how he literally says, "I know, you know, I learned the that sewage system in and out. You know, he knows every pipe in there." Yeah, that's a good point. He's definitely going to be using that to his advantage when when they go to Cassie Lee Rock, and I think that's how they're gonna enter the city
1: and this won't be the first time that the have used a sewage system to you know see you know to uh attack a city
0: right exactly I'm surprised that you guys didn't mention the first time that Cassie Lee Rock was on the table to be overrun um re- remember Rob Stark had that plan, but he was um it was upended when Walter Frey killed everybody. <laughs> when he was what murdered.
2: Was it, what was his plan again? Just that he was going to go there Rob and take Stark's,
0: it? Yeah, Robb Stark was like, we need to take Cassidy Rock. They'll never expect us to go for the heart of the Lannister territory.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and he had a
0: he had the perfect plan to do that and would have been successful had he had not killed the Starks. Right. And, and not had enough people to do it. Yeah, Rob to, had to, never to lost a
1: battle. Like he could exactly. Have not only that, he had tried to. Well, Theon left to try to convince the Ironborn to attack Castle Rock from the sea.
0: Mm-hmm. So and, that would have been a, a a great a great plan. Now the moment I saw that as the second time that Castle Rock was slated to be destroyed, I said, "Uh oh, that's a bad omen right there." <laughs> because the last time, that's what right. that's what I It's when a hard place.
1: Was. It's a hard place to to attack
0: uh-huh
2: yeah uh i don't know i've i have faith that they will be able to do it this time i just feel like it's going to be successful i don't know why i feel like it's going to be successful and they're going to really really make cersei angry she
1: doesn't really care about Ashley rock let's be honest no, she, <laughs>
2: she, she, hasn't she, she, she hasn't been has there
1: once she has disdain for it
2: i don't know i think she'll care
1: but she'll care but she's messed up.
2: Uh,
0: I don't yeah, really know so, what's
2: going to gain them either. Like, well, once they have it, they're essentially well, they, they have to. Yeah, yeah, they might they might have Casterly Rock, but they're going to be surrounded by Lannister bannermen. I mean, that's just geographically and everything. So well, I'm once, curious once you what,
1: win the hearts, once you lose these bannermen, see these dragons, and can be convinced. You know what I mean?
2: Maybe, but, I mean, as and far as I know, the Lannister bannermen are just as loyal to the Lannisters as all the Stark bannermen are to them. I mean, these are their right. lords that they've... I don't know. I guess we'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. So do you, so do you guys want to talk about the love scene? Because it was kind of
2: awkward Oh god. It was, it was awkward, and it was a waste, I thought, of a lot totally. of good minutes. Totally. Here's, I have yeah. a
1: different perspective on it, and I think this. Grey Worm is an amazing character because all that he's gone through, what he's seen the opportunity he had to be uh, freed from slavery and yet chose to serve and pledged himself to this queen and has never allowed himself other than his devotion to his greed has never allowed himself to have a relationship with someone, and never allowed himself to love, like the idea that like they saw each other in quotes, quote unquote that was like a huge character development thing for Grey Worm. I thought it was just really nice. Like just to see that these people in this universe, in this world who horrible, unspeakable, terrible things have happened to have a little bit of joy. And just the scene that that time they spent together was like just special. And I thought that was nice.
2: Yeah, that's a but, good point. I suppose yeah. but- Dang,
0: you reached far for that point there, Andre. <laughs> I don't know. It was I tender. Think- it was tender. I like that. I-
2: uh, Diana, feel- I'm with
0: you, man. It it was yeah. too long. It was it was unnecessary. Um the scene where they showed him hit butterball butt. I mean, it they was definitely HBO would up.
1: I, I get that. Like that was I just like it was I get you, but what I'm saying is there was raw emotion there um in, you know, I want to see you. That was just I,
2: that Totally was- I don't know. It's a, of all the characters that we need a long character development scene for totally. Grey Worm. I- Really? Yes, like, what? Yeah, he's idol. He's
1: important. I'm like, if anything,
2: too. if anything, that scene just proved to me that they're going to kill them both because they're going to try to make us care for them, you well, know, yeah, and then I, they're going to die there,
1: but they're Precisely. They're
2: going to die together, and that's going to be that. That was the point of the hero. scene.
0: Gray Worm is one of the heroes. Well, the only warrior that they seem to pretty much write the right way is Dario Naharius, the guy from The Second Sons. He was like a womanizer. He would keep conquered, He was confident. I don't like seeing Grey Worm like you know. Oh, you know, I'm, I had fear now. And blah 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 blah. I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. see, it was way too long. It was a minor part of the whole story. This was a big episode with big themes, and we took too long. It, it went on, on too
1: long. I'll give you guys, it was, long, yeah. but it, was still, it was still an emotional moment. And
2: it was an emotional moment. I I really enjoyed his his little monologue there about the whole like bravery thing, but they should have ended it there. They shouldn't have continued on Correct. for another 7 minutes of lo- exactly. awkward love scene between it two, wasn't that long. two side characters. It it was like two side characters that no one cares that much about. They gave them way too much screen time at the expense of way characters. Wait, I
0: I'll, I'll agree about. to disagree with you guys. The would next you, would, scene we yeah. the, the, the next scene we we've already talked about where um, that's a skin, the skin slicing episode. Yeah, and that. <laughs> so, so that leads us into the next scene where everyone who loves Arya and she is devouring hot pies, um, kind of bread.
2: <laughs> kind
0: <Huh>? of bread.
2: <laughs> yeah. I said, I said pie, but you're right. It was just a piece of bread, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: There, the one, there was a the pie one you, for
0: sure too. The one, the one that you burned the butter first.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I thought that. Yeah, I mean, we discussed this, you know, a little bit when we first started the episode. But, yeah, I love the scene. It was one of my favorite scenes in the whole I still like uh, that Hot calls her
1: Harry, despite the I fact he that calls, he knows exactly who Harry. she is now.
2: I know. Well, yeah. But he doesn't really know anything about what, you know, he doesn't know anything about what she's been up to and what she's been doing and even what she was trying to do back when he knew her. Right. All he knew is that she was just lost on the road just like him, you know. But I thought it was just really cute to see them. They're both grown up now. Uh, you know Hot Pie's a lot older looking she's a lot older looking she's like a lady now and it was just really kind of cool that they had them reunite I thought
1: can I bring up an interesting point here that has not less to do with Hot Pie himself or Arya but you know Hot Pie is the one that tells Arya what's up what's going on in the north John is king in the north she didn't know that I understand she didn't know that it makes sense we're travels slowly she's ranging around anyway when would she have found out? But at the same time, like we didn't know, we had no idea if Sam knew where John was and, you know, the Raven just showed up and John got it. So we we'll talk about that later, but it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. it was just kind of like
0: inconsistencies. Like who right. knows what, when, where, and how.
2: Yeah. I was speared. definitely surprised. With
0: you that's that, that's that. That's that inconsistent for me. Um, Arya just came from the House of the Dead where she's been basically in assassin practice. House of so Black she's talking- <laughs> House of What?
1: Black and White.
0: I-, I like the I like the House of the Dead.
2: House of the Dead. <laughs> where the-, she the House is of Michael in-
1: Jackson.
0: Where she is in has assassin practice. And so she ain't got time to really know what's going on. I, I just I disagree with any any inconsistencies. Yeah. I-, I think she is I think it was written perfectly. That's just my opinion.
2: I thought it was a little bit strange that she didn't know given the fact that she she went first to the Riverlands and I mean yes she was in the House of Black and White but she's spent a decent amount of time now in Westeros since she's returned from that and she was in the Riverlands, she was at House Frey and y- you'd think she would have heard some you know people talking about it or something and even th- the soldiers that she ran into the last episode you'd think that someone like her would they ask around said, right. you know what would, would be like hey you know have you what's going on with winterfell anyone anyone know what's going on up north you know you know, you just think that she would have kind is of inquired around about yeah. stuff i thought that was a little bit strange that she didn't know but
0: well i, I think sense. um not to before you before you went on a tangent there andre i was going to point out that this episode really is one of the reasons why i think game of thrones is one of the best shows on television is because they're able to take a character and give him a talent and and revisit him and that talent actually kind of blesses people you know i mean how how would you expect to write that someone's a great cook and he finds some place to exercise his talent his gift and he's yeah. like a it's like a hub you know it's like a hub of information and like a like a nice stopover it, it it was a nice kind of connecting tissue to the rest of the story where you have yeah. this guy that was that was once almost died and now he is subjugated to, you know, another group of people, and he ends up doing what he likes to do best. Hey, from that scene, we go into Jon Snow uh, talking with Sansa and the rest of the people on Winterfell, and Jon is announcing that he is indeed going to meet with Daenerys, and everyone, to my disappointment, is disagreeing with him. Everyone. I mean, I get why the lords would disagree with him, but
1: Sansa, speaking up... Um in disagreement publicly that's dangerous
2: once again the only thing I can think about is the fact that when Rob was king in the north Catelyn knew her place you know she didn't all all the things that she disagreed with him on she would disagree with him in private after his meetings. she wouldn't do it in front of all the other lords so and we you brought that up Dre I think in one of the other episodes how it was kind of ballsy of her to kind of stand up to him in front of everyone else yeah and So, yeah, I was definitely thinking about that as I watched that scene about how, you know, can't she kind of talk to him behind the scenes instead of being so vocally...
1: And they tried to, but he made a decision unilaterally without talking to her. And he looks at her while he says it, like, I'm leaving. He looks back, like, I didn't tell you this. Oops.
2: Right. But that having been said, I actually totally understand sansa and everyone else's opinions that they don't want him to go because think about it we we want him to go because we are show watchers and we have seen daenerys's storyline and we know that she's good and it's not a trap and we want to see them unite and everything but think about it from their perspective like they're totally right in having that opinion that they don't want him to go because based on what they know about her and based on the history of what happened with Rob they have every right I think to, to be like this is a terrible decision this is probably a trap she's probably going to kill you and this is the first time
1: Liana Mormont stood up as lady her, him. of her house and say you know speak out against John this is the first time we've seen that
2: yeah
0: definitely So, and- do you guys think that Jon Snow is going to bow the knee I think he will.
2: No, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't know. I have no idea. He's Disregards.
1: he's he's done multiple things throughout uh, his tenure in power, whether he was at Castle Black or Winterfell, to you know do the, the most good, if you will. So he brought wildlings south of the wall. He went to Hardhome. He you know went to Crashers' Keep. All these times where he put himself in danger for the greater good what he perceived with the greater good is and right now his, he doesn't really care about the war to the south he wants or he knows the danger from the Nights King and he sees that as the most important thing he trusts Sam he knows there's dragonglass um, at Dragonstone that's the most important thing to him right now I think he will do almost anything to get his hands on it and to equip his people uh get the Night King.
0: Interesting. I don't. Um, I think this meeting is going to go sideways. I, I, something is. They're they're setting something up. Either Jon Snow seduces her, or she <laughs> she gets paranoid, or something. It's just going to go sideways. It's not going to go as as we expect. Yeah.
2: I, I think. I guess we all three of us each have different opinions on this. I I think he's going to. Join with her, and it will go smoothly at first, <clears throat> and they'll create this alliance that everyone's been hoping for. But then, I think, in some sort of like ultimate romantic tragedy, he will have to kill her. Yes. And therefore, he will create Lightbringer, the sword that will destroy all the White Walkers. When yes, you said romantic
1: I- tragedy just now, I heard for whatever reason in my brain, romantic comedy. Something like <laughs> rom com with Jon Snow and Daenerys.
2: <laughs> no, say I anything.
1: Just, he's holding the stereo above his head.
2: I don't know. I just have this personal theory, which I I brought up like a little bit during that whole podcast where I talked about Azor High and whatnot. Yeah. That b- based on the fact that Azor High created Lightbringer by ha- by killing his his the love of his life, he created the sword by literally murdering her and then her soul bound to the Valyrian steel and he created this sword called Lightbringer. I have this weird theory where I think Daenerys is going to go crazy or something or there's gonna be some reason that he you know even after they've potentially fallen in love that he's going to have to kill her but in so doing he will strengthen himself and create Lightbringer. I know it's a little bit out there but that's my theory.
0: No I'm with you 100% because they're everything seems to be blowing up the moment that Cersei came out with Mordor I said something's going something is is going awry and now I'm open to all possibilities honestly. I'm open to the
1: possibility that it's actually reversed Daenerys has to kill Jon Jon's already been dead once he's going to be okay with it he's going to be like listen if you need to create Lightbringer again you need to plunge this sword through my heart it's already been killed once before let's do it again
2: I don't know. We'll see. What? If, so,
1: what about this? What if John kills Daenerys and Miss, uh, Melisandre brings Daenerys back?
0: No, interesting that Melisandre, this Lord of Light and Fire, and she, but, but but one person she can't burn is Daenerys. That's
2: <laughs> true.
0: She can't. But, <laughs> Melisandre is like this. You know, she she has that, she has she a habit of burn burning people. folks. Yeah, right. but the one person she can't. You know, pretty much con or burned is
1: Daenerys. <laughs> oh, also Sir Davos is riding to Dragonstone or like yes. riding. He's and then gonna she's gonna meet it. up with Davos again and this is all gonna go down again. And John said Well, he didn't say if you ever saw her again, but if she ever rode north again. Right. So uh-huh. maybe they're gonna turn her in to uh, to Daenerys and be like, Hey Daenerys, do you know what she did?
0: Right. exactly yeah uh-huh there you go so but that being said I have a crush on her so I wanted to stay around who do you not have a crush on
2: <laughs> no he said he does have a crush on her
0: I'm saying who do you not have a crush on
2: oh gotcha huh Daenerys uh, right
0: no not Daenerys no right. Melisandra.
2: yeah no no I'm saying no it. she's
0: like 500 years old dude I know but hey I can't see that <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Dre. Dre was say Dre was saying, "Who do you not have a crush on on the show?" And I oh, said, "Neris, right?" Because right? you don't. Uh, yeah, right? you yeah, no. Nah. To
0: she's too young, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you like them old.
2: I,
1: Cut that. Age, out.
0: I, Cut I'm age appropriate. Put it that way. <laughs> you know, she's like right. in her twenties. Right. i'm the Next
2: scene. I'm, yeah, she is. You know, actually, in the. I mean, technically, her, her character, I think, is supposed to be what, like, fifteen <laughs> or something. In the books in the books, yeah, she's really yeah. really young, but well, let's talk
1: I, about Littlefinger. We were we were at Winterfell when we went down a a, a trail here. Littlefinger's yes. smirk when Sansa and Jon are arguing publicly is just oh so good. Like he is just loving it. He is just okay. like this is per this plays right into his hands. We talked about this. He is going to use this to his advantage, and I think Jon kind of knows but he doesn't really know like he's like know. they're in the crypt he's like you don't belong here and he's like right. dude i i bailed you out and he's like no go home like and and he's talking about Catelyn right. and sansa and i think all really he really
2: knows i think all he really knows about littlefinger is the the typical one sentence description that he that he might have heard from his parents and from other people, which is that, oh, Littlefinger, you know, he's not trustworthy, he's the most manipulative man in Westeros, and yada, 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 so he doesn't really know anything about him besides that, and besides the fact that he, you know, he did come and save the day, but I think he just has a mistrust for him, but I also think because he doesn't know that much about him, he's not giving him as, he's not thinking of him as, as much of a threat as he should be, so...
0: True, yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah, John. But see, that's John's character. Re- remember we said last episode where John is basically not as emotionally intelligent, but as part of his virtue, where he just he flies right. off on the on the handle, and um, I think he's doing that here. And I think Littlefinger is being put in his place by by both Sansa and Jon to be honest with you, because he's mm-hmm. trying to kind of break through, and he hasn't been able to do that
1: yet. But John Lee' um, but John leaving, going south, kind of leaves a big vacuum. Sansa doesn't right. really know what she's doing. Yeah, she's watched Cersei, she's watched Tyrion. She's watched other people lead, but Littlefinger's going to take advantage of this.
2: Yeah, he definitely gone. is. He's going Whatever he's been planning is coming soon.
1: He almost died again. Yeah. John almost Yeah, in the it. same
2: way. And don't you remember it was funny that John sort of sort of a choked him in the same exact manner that his dad did or, well, not dad anymore, his uncle,
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: as uh, Ned did <laughs> back in the first season, you know, right. in the crypt. It was very, it, it was a very similar scene.
0: I like how John even said, you don't even belong down here. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
0: And the yeah, internet came, loved that.
2: Yeah, he's kind of disregarding him, uh, I think, because he doesn't fully realize what a threat he is.
0: Now we have the next scene where we already talked about Arya and woods. so we talked about that, but let's go to the end finale scene where we have unspeakable drama and war and fighting. So take it from there, Andre. Well, the first thing that happens is Alaria
1: Martel, and Yara Greyjoy are um, flirting, and they're really um, they're as laid back as could possibly be. They sense no danger whatsoever. They're None. about to you know, do their thing down there and uh hey, Theon's down there, he's just completely emasculated and then <laughs> boom, it happens. They have no idea who what hit him, what happened. Euron's crazy.
2: Well, you neglected to mention that before that even happened, the the real first start of the scene is that there's the sand snakes, and they have terrible oh, dialogue, yes. and everyone hates them. And oh. that's all I have to say about that.
1: What I mean, what were they talking? <laughs> oh yeah, they were like, "I'm gonna kill you. No, yes, you're gonna kill exactly. me. Your mother, blah blah like, blah."
2: Like the writers were like, "All right, before we kill them off, let's just give them one more terrible scene of a terrible dialogue where they're just absolutely cringe-worthy." Before, and then before we kill we'll some of them look. off. <laughs>
0: Forgot about that. As I said before, the writers are not handling the warriors correctly in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and they give a bad dialogue and so forth. And it's kind of upsetting, but go ahead. So then we have the, the big s- attack. It's a which civil is-
1: war, really. It's Greyjoy and Greyjoy. I was thinking, all the Greyjoys look exactly alike. The f- How do they know who's fighting who? Do you remember? Oh, there's well, George I- over there where I grew up near. He's on the other side. I'm going to kill him now.
0: All right. Actually, I was I was thinking that where where's all this fire coming from? Are, are they yes. getting help from the dragons?
2: Exactly, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, see, I'm seeing all the the, the weaponry and everything, and it's like, first of all, there's it's just a little bit. <clears throat> I just thought it was a little bit unrealistic. I'm like, first of all. First of all, where does Euron even get the, all these materials to even build these ships that are apparently so vastly superior to the ones that...
1: Don't you think that, Cersei was giving him money or giving him funding? No, even because before, he built this... Even, even before he showed up at King's Landing, I could see the two of them parlaying, you know, through letters and then sending gold no. back and forth and, I don't, I don't and materials, think she raw materials and sources. I, I know. Because by the way, I it's the Iron Islands. Where would they come up with this fleet? They just made it in a year?
2: Right. There's no trees there. It just seems like a very depressed, like, rock, that's rocky area. But the only answer is that
1: he that, got it from somewhere.
2: I don't know. Maybe he made some friends on his journey around the world or something because these ships are r- ridiculously badass, and it doesn't seem fitting of him, you know. And I don't know where these balls of fire were coming from. Maybe they have some newfangled ball-firing technology that... You just said uh, fangled balls. <laughs> newfangled ball, Whatever. <laughs> but... I don't know. I just felt like they kind of came out of nowhere in the darkness while like no one saw them. And then all of a sudden there's just fireballs everywhere. Just kind of like a little bit like, come on. Like, how did he know they were there? The ocean is a large place. And for some no, reason, no, they were shooting them
1: from the other ships. The other ships were shooting them. It's not like they didn't came out of nowhere.
2: No, I know. They, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Euron's fleet in general came out of nowhere. Oh, like, yeah. how did they know? How did they really happen good, to stumble really upon good they Yara's ships? really good intelligence. Ships. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was a little bit.
0: I don't know. it, it is I was disappointed in, in in a lot of ways. I was disappointed in Theon, especially. Oh, uh, um, yeah. whole
1: another discussion. It's not
0: even Theon.
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> We'll have that oh discussion next. But it was
0: confusing. Um, I didn't know who was actually winning, who who was losing, until yeah. the very very end. I guess before
1: we talk about Theon, and right at the very end, I think this is the best combat scene. Well, second best combat scene. I guess you have to say Battle of the Bastards won. But this scene was better than even the Battle of the Blackwater. Because oh. you saw the carnage and it wasn't like so overwhelming like Battle of the Bastards were. It was like it, it was just so well shot. The angles, how fast everything moved just like how realistic it looked and the emotion of it. It was just Oh totally incredible. I mean, they, this was like the most movie interesting yeah. um uh, one of the most interesting battle scenes of the show.
0: Yeah, it was. Um and it, it it moved very, very well. I mean it was yeah. I mean I mean the actual fighting, the I mean you felt the tension. You felt the the sheer My heart The was sheer racing. terror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um from 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 beginning to end from, from from the very first um moment until the very end i just didn't know who was winning to the very end but the actual scene itself was was excellent you know i couldn't
1: believe that yara was captured she didn't seem i mean she was definitely weaker than her than her uncle but all of a sudden we see her at at axe point we don't know how she got there they didn't really explain that she was still fighting
2: yeah, I mean, she is badass and everything, but at the end of the day, a, a man who is in in any way in physical decent physical shape is always going to be able to overpower the woman, you know. And
1: I just want you and yeah. everybody to know that the woman just said that.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, come on! I, come on! I mean, at the end of the day, she's a woman, you know, and yeah. she's smaller and and whatnot, and she put up a great fight and everything. Yeah. Although I will say that. I thought the levels to which Euron was a good fighter was a little bit blown out of proportion. Big you
0: time. I'm, I'm disappointed yeah. in Mister love Mister love Mr. Mr. Fancy
1: he, Pants. Such a great character. He's just so like murderous. Like.
2: Yeah, oh, well, great. I liked him more I liked him more in this episode than when, in that terrible King's Landing scene that he had in the first episode I, where listen, he kind of <laughs> just looked like a panty. I want to wear those
1: pants, okay? Like, if I could get <laughs> my physique to that point where I could pull off those pants, you'd see me walking into work every day wearing those.
2: What is he... What kind of pants does he wear? Like what leather. are they? Like Skinny They're jeans awesome. or something? They're like leather He looked like jeans. a rock
0: star. He looked like he yeah. was fronting... They were pretty popular on social Dash media, or something. I, I couldn't wear them ever. It's not my personality, but... I'm, I'm i'm not a fan of his character so you know
2: yeah i don't know i feel like they just kind of thrust him upon us and they're like oh he's so badass and he can kill everyone and there was no building up to it and i don't know like it, it was totally believable he did he did I a totally good job agree. of it and everything but it was just kind of like all right like why is this guy so overpowered he's killing everyone you know like no one can rival his his skills in battle apparently I
0: don't know. It was just kind of. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um I normally don't criticize my show, but I am kind of don't like uh, this was kind of a clunky kind of square peg round hole kind of thing. Yeah. Um I thought that yeah. if I thought that if they were I don't know. I I have a lot of emotions. I guess Theon jumping overboard really kind of sealed it for me, really.
2: Yeah, um, so the return of Reek. Yeah. Reek has returned. We didn't talk about Alaria
1: getting captured. Do you think that was the gift that, uh, yeah, Euron had in for, mind? Uh, you know, she's the one I that think killed so. yeah. our, her daughter, or Cersei's daughter.
2: Yeah. I think that was the gift. And but, I yeah, feel her
0: also, but I feel right. sorry for her when she goes there. Oh my gosh. She'll get tortured to, to, to no end.
2: Right. Yeah. I think the end will not be pleasant for her. Uh, I don't see a way of her getting out of it to be honest but yeah i think she was the gift uh not much else to say about it you know she was kidnapped and that's kind of that well this
0: yeah this episode moved the story um moved the ball down the road a great deal though i mean they they really i mean when, when you think about it it's only we're only two episodes in and so much has been accomplished in just two episodes yeah what do you guys so, think of that last
1: shot of Theon in the water hanging on? I I you know, when I saw him jump in, I was like, All right. Reek came out, but you know, he's gonna get back in there somehow. He's gonna jump back in the boat and nope.
2: I don't know. I mean, do you guys think he's a redeemable character at this point?
1: <sighs> or do no. you think all
2: hope is lost for him? Well well then, well then he There's he, no such thing
1: in this world as all hope is lost for a character though.
0: You have to give him credit for helping Sansa, which is amazing. Right. And his sister just keeps giving him time, chance after chance.
2: Right. She loves him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you is love that your sibling? that sibling love for her? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like this moment was even more or should have been comparatively more important to him than the moment with Sansa, and yet he just completely lost it. But... In the in the after the show, you guys watched the uh, the post show
0: No, I didn't. Behind I, the uh, scenes uh, thing. I'm, try- I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to so I wouldn't have my opinion kind of it's hard for me to do that, but great. Yeah. ahead. What happened?
2: No, the director was pretty much saying that they they decided to do this because it it wouldn't be realistic for him to have gone through the torture that he did at the hands of Ramsey Bolton for that many years and not still be affected by it, you know. It would have been, so they thought it would be unrealistic for him to go from years of just torture and trauma to all of a sudden being, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna fight with my sister now and be back to, back to Theon Greyjoy, you know. So they kind of had to allude to the fact that he has terrible post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, he's going through terrible PTSD and they had to at least give some sort of scene to show that that he's still suffering with a lot, you know, because that was a major psychological yeah. journey I mean, for There's him, been so. times when
1: he's risen to the occasion, like he spoke out on behalf of his sister at the king's moot to say...
2: Right, exactly. And then the thing with Santa, obviously with him right. saving her. So, yeah, exactly. I, I just that's why I think that made it all the more disappointing for all the viewers because you, everyone kind of was like, yes, he's he's good again. You know, he's he, he's not weak anymore. He's slowly gaining his strength back. And so as, then to as, see this happen, it was just kind of sad. As far
1: as disappointment in a character in this whole series, that was one of the most disappointing moments that I've had yeah. in any one character. I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't really yeah. think of one right now of someone who just didn't rise to the occasion when they should
2: right. have ah. that was the only moment during the whole episode that i audibly well I, i'm i live by myself so i always watch by myself so that was the only moment I'm, during the episode that i audibly said something out loud i was literally staring at the screen like with my hands on my face like no <laughs> when, <laughs> when he jumped in the water i was just like no is that no. when you I,
1: texted all of us and was like ah
2: no that that was actually before before all this. Yeah, that was during the uh, the Nymeria reuniting because yeah. I just thought it was hilarious that we had talked about it last time. But um, that was before I knew that more important things were to come. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a huge disappointment. And you know, I don't know. It just it was just huge
0: disappointment as a man. I feel like I just want just I hate seeing someone emasculated. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's we disturbing.
1: have different men on this show who have had. Uh, a traumatic wounding, if you will, like Theon, like Varys, Greyjoy. There may be another that I'm not thinking of right now. They all have uh,
2: Jamie.
1: Jamie. Well, yeah. I, he he lost a, a little bit less important of a part, a very important part.
2: Well, for him, it was like the most important part. You it's know, I mean, true. that's his sword band.
1: Um, they've all been like emasculated in a certain way, and they've all disappointed but also risen to the occasion i guess gray has never disappointed anybody but great, work joy i mean yeah great <laughs> <Grey. laughs> there's too many grays in this episode i
0: know <laughs> so guys um so the roller coaster still rides and with that being said andre it's time to what
1: and now it's time to drop the mic